Well, I have some some opening business, just a little update on oh. uh, the number of listeners we have. Um, <laughs> yep. We, we haven't exactly exploded in popularity, but I just want to emphasise that I've been looking at the numbers and there are still people <gasps> listening, wow. definitely, and some people that we don't know. Um, what? And it, it could just be the tip of it, because all I have actual figures for is uh, Apple Podcasts mm. and Spotify. And I think, Laura, you listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, That's do you? That's right. Yep, so you're one person in that, but none of the rest of us do, and Wilf doesn't. Um, but I can tell you that in the last 60 days, um, an episode was played 62 times. <laughs> wow. Um, for at least one second. Just one episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah and oh, in fact, I can tell you the breakdown of those. 23 of those were Death on the Nile, the most recent one. Which is a lot more popular than some of the old ones. Um, Drugstore Cowboy was six. Uh, eight were you reading Song 26 from Polly Olbion. Um, so that's so good. Eight, eight times or eight uh, people? Oh, eight times that that episode has been listened to. Wow. But f- like for at least 10 seconds. Cool. Um, so they might have just listened to the start, mm. decided this sucks and stopped. Um, <laughs> But the all-time stats, I can tell you, uh, we've had 61 unique listeners <gasps> um, just on Apple Podcasts. And so I don't know how many more on, on other apps and other services. Um, and that's 1,200 plays total, um, where any <gasps> number of those could good. have been like, turn it on, listen to 10 seconds, decide this sucks and turn it off. Or some of them could have been listen to the whole Oscars episode or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's something to something to encourage us. That is quite encouraging. Um, meanwhile, on Spotify, two people have subscribed to the podcast. <gasps> um, wow. And that's definitely none of us and not Wilf. Um, over the whole, uh, over all time, um, 87 starts is what we've had. So there have been 80, 87 times when a Spotify user listened to a bit of an episode, oh. uh, of which 35 were 60 seconds or more. Right. Um, and that is across 64 different listeners. So people are just picking these up. People are finding this through you know one method or another. Mm. Uh, there, there are people listening. Beautiful. Maybe I don't really have to find a job. I'll just live off the podcast. Exactly. We'll, we'll make yeah, when it big on gonna, the podcast. When are we going to see some of this, this in uh, cold hard cash, eh? Yeah, yeah. When are we going to start monetizing our hobbies? That's the important thing. I'll get some sponsors. Yeah, listen, we yeah. Can, maybe we should just start now and then, then apply to them. Like, uh, yes. I don't know about you, but I love Oral-B toothpaste. Oh, <laughs> could, my, could there be a better toothpaste? My dentist recommended it to me. <laughs> well, now. He said, where do you think I'm going to brush my teeth? Nowhere. Home and using Oral-B, just like the ad says. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you that uh, I only ever brush my teeth with uh, Sensodyne. What are you doing? <laughs> We're going we're to have, have two sponsors. separate sponsors and we're going to make them compete. <laughs> oh. Anyway, yeah, people are listening. So hmm. if anybody's listening to this now, um, 
why not send us a tweet? Oh. Uh, there's, a, there's a link to a, a podcast, a, a Twitter feed that is somehow tangentially related to the podcast. <laughs> Uh, and you can find it on our homepage. What is it? Secret Film Pod? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Pick Up Your Ears will be the will be, will be the episode people, people Yeah, think. probably. Yeah, you're right. The big hitters. They'll, they'll love it. <laughs> yeah, we picked a massive blockbuster that everyone's <laughs> heard of and everyone loves uh, to drop this on in. It yeah, is. No, let us know. It's, we, we'd love to hear from people. Secret Film Pod. At Secret Film Pod. And if you tweet us saying what film you want to watch, maybe one of us will pick it. Oh, maybe. Maybe I we'll I've got a strong list of... Don't say that, because <laughs> Laura will make a Twitter account so that she can make a suggestion. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And then have us pick her suggestion. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's the opening business. Just a reminder that uh, this isn't just the four of us and Wilf. But I wish it were. Oh, those are the days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck off. Back, Don't listen to our podcast. Back before we got too popular and started selling out. <laughs> before we got taken over by big toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whitewash. <laughs> Oh god, no wonder we're popping off. Yeah, no wonder people turn off after ten seconds. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I disengage after ten seconds, so I mean um... <laughs> oh, leave it playing, right? <laughs> oh no, I'm talking about while we're recording. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I just leave mine playing on all my sixty devices. Ten seconds and then I turn it Right, well, I've got a, a page full of notes, and I uh, just watched a film this morning. So this morning, God, that was a this heavy morning. Start. I, yeah, a very, a very unusual late start. I was marking into the evening last oh. night longer than I'd have liked to, but it was like half eight. Oh. And I thought, oh, I really can't be asked to start a film right now. So we got up, we had some coffee, we watched the film, um, I had some beans on toast. It was lovely. Oh, nice. You have beans on toast every morning, don't oh. be impressed. Yeah, okay. I always have beans on toast. It's just what it is. I don't like beans on toast. I love beans on toast. Unless it comes with a full breakfast, and then I'm all over it. Yeah. <laughs> you say that about a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have, you ever, have you ever been to Morrison's to have the vegan breakfast? No, I yeah, didn't even. I, did. I didn't know they did one. I had one about a month ago. It's really good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's mm-hmm. very good for the price in particular. Yes, um, I think it's three pounds. Uh, yeah, something like that. And you get what is it? You get toast and beans. You get some mushrooms. Uh, you get some yes. avocado. It's quite nice. Avocado. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you get a what else? There's veggie sausage, I think. Um, yes. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. Wow. And then you can do your shopping afterwards. <laughs> Are you pitching for the Morrison sponsor now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Use offer code Secret Film Club uh, to get a free Capella apple juice. <laughs> Shall I play the music? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Claire, 
Uh, a rare two picks in a row for you, now that we're at the, the start of another round of four, and you picked Prick Up Your Ears. Indeed. Where did this come from? It came from my list of films that mm. at some point I have thought, oh, we should watch that in film club. And I have no idea at what point I wrote it down. But when I had to pick one last week, I panicked and picked one. Yeah. Uh, and I knew nothing about it. I well played. forgot everything about it. Um, anything, even I don't know if I ever knew anything about it. Yep. Um, just picked it from the list. And cool. I thought it was great. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what did y'all think? What, was what about you, Laura? Oh, oh, Fernando, uh, you first? Oh, yeah, go Fernando. Sorry, I just I just really wanted to say it was an excellent film. I greatly enjoyed it. Thank you very oh, much great. for choosing it. Yes. Yeah. Cool, uh, so Fernando liked it? I thought it was lovely as well. I really liked it also. Yay. Oh, interesting. Lovely, not the word I'd have used. Um, but I thought it was great. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, well chosen, and I'm amazed I've never heard of it because it was a really, yeah, yeah, really special film. Mm. Would lit be the word that you would have used? <laughs> I don't think that is the word I would <laughs> ever use for anything, <laughs> except possibly a match. I would use it as an abbreviation of literary because <laughs> it felt very worthy. <laughs> it did that. Mm. But without being, again, Alan Bennett stuff feels worthy, but without being irritating about it. Yeah. It's still entertaining. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you hit that quite well. It did feel very Alan Bennett, I thought. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've got a, an Alan Bennett section at the top here. Um, <laughs> so Alan Bennett is great. I was going to say that less than an hour ago, I just realized that this, just like the last film, was based on true life events. Did you all know this? Oh, oh yeah. No, I, I didn't. didn't know that. I, I kind of figured it seemed like a real life thing. How, how legitimate was it? Was it all true, Fernando? Oh, uh, wait. Um, listen, I definitely did not read the whole Wikipedia article, but... <laughs> uh, Reading the first sentences, it seemed like um, it was based on something that actually happened. Right. So it's really someone called Joe Orton who... Yes, and Kenneth something. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Um, who ended up, uh, ended killing, up killing the other person, yeah. yes. Wow. Okay. And he was really commissioned to write a screenplay for the Beatles. Wow. Which oh. never happened in the end, I guess. No... Presumably because someone was dead. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so that sort of adds quite a lot more meaning to the film, doesn't it, if we now know that this was all something that really happened. Yep. Um, And it does what our game, our connection to the previous week, gets that out of the way. Yeah, cool, we've done done that bit. Oh, cool. Um, so I guess the, on that note, Laura, did you realise that it was connected, that it was a, a real-life event? <laughs> no, I didn't. Again, I never do. Okay. <laughs> um, but I don't have any particularly strong critiques either way. Yeah, cool. Unlike I think it stood up on its own even, even yeah. as fiction, didn't it? Mm, yes. If anything, I now think it's worth 
No, that's not true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you, you liked it, Laura. Could you say yeah. why? Um, I, it just gave me that kind of like lovely meandering vibe. And I was just so invested in Alfred Molina. Mm-hmm. Um, that I wasn't particularly happy about the end. I was like, you know what? Good for you. Good for you, Alfred. He's <laughs> a dick. So he was Kenneth. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, thought, I just enjoyed watching them interacting. I enjoyed his rants and thought it was just, yeah. Yeah, just gave me a lovely feeling. Um, the, the end was surprising. I, I re- that really did take me by surprise. Yeah, I didn't um, see that coming. Yeah. yeah, even having foreshadowed it, I still gasped. Do you think it, it foreshadowed it? Because I, I did not pick up on well, that. Well, it opened with him covered in blood and stuff, didn't it? Mm. I was all a bit confused about the opening. Yeah, I me too. I didn't actually. really understand what was going on. I mm. saw some blood, but I didn't quite see who was dead or what had happened. Yeah. Um, and when they said, they said at some point, um, little did we know he had six months to live. And I thought that meant that he'd been like diagnosed with an illness or something. Yeah, me too. Um, and I was waiting for him to get ill, but he didn't get ill. <laughs> I, yeah, I was waiting for it to become really sad. Like it was going to become, because yeah. I, re- I read very briefly that it was the tragic tale of Joe Orton. But, so I was just really happy right. that it wasn't like just a sliding scale of incredibly depressing. Yeah. I don't know. Like awakenings. I thought, oh, this is going to repeat again where we've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn up the the emotions to eleven. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't do that, did they? Um, in fact, superb writing in a way that <laughs> probably the two funniest jokes in the film were right before he murdered him and right after he murdered him. Um, <laughs> oh, do you I think? I, I, I remember now, a really funny brilliant. joke. Oh, I can't remember those jokes. What were they? You do everything better than me. You even sleep better than me. Well, there's a lot of mm. a lot of fantastic lines. Again, it was it was so Alan Bennett. I tell um, you my favourite been... line. I think. Yeah. He was like, "Can you spell?" He said, "Yes, <laughs> yes but, but not, not accurately." accurately. <laughs> 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 that really tickles me. <laughs> oh, that's <was> fun. <laughs> mm. uh, um, have we seen other stuff from Alan Bennett? I don't think I have. I don't think I've seen anything that you he's done. Fernando? Oh, I've seen The Lady in the Van, but the film. Oh, you've seen The Lady in the Van, yeah. But quite recent. Yeah, so that was no. that was his script. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fernando, you haven't? No. Um, you haven't seen The History Boys? or No. No, okay. In fact, I do not know who Alan Bennett is. But... Yeah, okay. He's a, a playwright who, who wrote, the, wrote the play this is based on, or I guess he wrote the screenplay for this film. He wrote the screenplay. Uh... Yeah, he wrote the screenplay, um, and he, yeah, he he does a lot of this. I mean, I've got I've got a list of how Alan Bennett it was. Could could you could you link it to Alan Bennett, Claire? Say what you noticed. Oh, the dialogue was very Alan Bennett. <laughs> yeah, it was very a chip in the sugar. Um, <laughs> um what what do I mean by that? Um, maybe you'll be able to. Uh, describe it better, but it just it, it's kind of rambly, but just it felt very, it's very naturalistic, but also not. It's just a very <laughs> yeah. distinctive um, way that his characters speak. 
Um, yeah. yeah, every line is surprising somehow, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what else? And sort think? of poetical in the way that they talk sometimes. Yeah, there's a real rhythm to it. Um, I can't remember when you last touched my cock. Well, I can, actually. It was about two years ago. I mean, I can't remember the actual date. Pity. I could have put it in my diary. The last time Joe touched my cock. Grass shooting begins. <laughs> it's quite fanciful. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, just the familiarity of the characters as well. He, he, I think he just writes characters very well. Mm. Makes yeah. them very engaging. But not Very always likable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so I've got down. He likes to throw in a, a good shocking line, oh, just yeah. to just as if to try and get censored or something. So they yeah. just like right near the start, they're just sort of at the dinner table talk, talking about him having these like sexual affairs with with men that he meets. <laughs> the one comes out with yes, apparently came all over his raincoat. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in there, so matter of fact, as if anyone would talk about stuff like that. Um, my vagina came up like a football. Do you notice I'm limping? Spilled a hot drink down my dress. My vagina came up like a football. <laughs> Just in the middle of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, That's very much a line a man would write about a woman as well. So okay. that's, that's, that doesn't shame any bells. For, no. <laughs> that's a line a gay man writes about a woman as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to do some research on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole monologue on needing three days' notice to have a wank. Oh, that was that brilliant. Was a... Have a wank? Have a wank? I can't just have a wank. I need three days' notice to have a wank. You can just stand there and do it. Me, it's like organising D-Day. Forces have to be assembled, magazines bought, the past dredged for some suitably unsavoury episode, the dogged thought of which can still produce a faint flicker of desire. Have a wank. Be easier to raise the Titanic. Could have been straight out of the history, boys. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, superb stuff. Uh, so it, it's all about... Um, northern youngsters who are on the up and becoming artists <laughs> um that that is like, i feel like that's to do with just about everything he's written because <laughs> i guess it's it's the life he lived um but they, yeah always connecting this sort of um like uneducated north and contrasting it with the sort of um urban London elite and having somebody with a sort of foot in both worlds, but in a surprising way. Mm. Uh, this is exactly what we saw in the lady in the van, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's what the history boys is all about. Kind of romanticize the romanticization um, of that life, but showing it as quite stark as well. 
and quite unpleasant in its ways. Because mm. there's something, you know, just so lot like romantic about the idea of living in your flat in Islington or wherever yeah. it is and just sitting by your typewriter every day. And we think, oh, yeah, that's mm. that's the life of an artist. But actually, it's <laughs> really miserable and cramped and yeah, um, not all that pleasant <laughs> life. Um, but without making you feel sorry for them for it, like yeah, yeah, and, just don't know. Very good, and he he deals with power dynamics very well. <laughs> <clears throat> like the so history boys is all about how the the boys admire their teacher, but they they have power over him in ways. Um, yeah. And I thought the the relationship between Kenneth and Joel was just fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. what is going on with the two of them. Yeah, so when they meet, Kenneth is clearly the, the dominant partner who's showing John the you know, the big scary world. And then fairly early on that flips, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Until by the end he's Kenneth is utterly the the sort of submissive partner. Um it's a really odd relationship. I didn't entirely like it. A a lot of all of that, it, it was so uneasy just how how they kind of hated each other and they'd get into these fights, but they did they love each other? They sort of did. It was yeah, it was a There was a lot wrapped up in every scene. Have you seen Wild? No. Have you seen it, Fernando? Oh, yes, I have. Hmm. Have I seen it? Mm. (laughs) Let me Google the film. (laughs) Stephen Fry playing Oscar Wilde. Uh, Well, in that case, I haven't. Or maybe Um, I have. It reminded me a lot of Wilde's relationship with Bosey. Is that what his name was? Um, Yeah, I think that's right. Who he was madly in love with, but who I kind of took advantage of him in some ways and would sleep around and all that sort of thing. Um, but also had this weird admiration and dependence on him as well. Um, yeah, I felt yeah. like there was a little bit of that in the relationship. But yeah. I think there's no, there's definitely something in that. Um, it's. And I think it was the same thing, right? This this recurring thing, right back to ancient Greece, mm. the, the idea of a love between an older man and a younger man, um, mm. which the, I think there was a particular Greek word for that, right? Oh, yeah, what yeah. was Achilles' relationship with, with Patroclus? Uh, yeah, Patroclus. Um, I'm on Wikipedia now looking at Greek words for love, but I can't see it. Um, Omicron. But yeah, there's this... Sorry? No, I was just saying something nonsensical. I was going to say Omicron. <laughs> yes, maybe it's Omicron. Pederasty? <laughs> say again? Pederasty. Pederasty. No, no, surely not. Doesn't ring a bell, but then I don't know if I would remember it. Oh, I see. It does Pederasty. come up. Pederasty. Yes, oh, you're yeah. right. Boy love. I'm only, I'm only saying it. Can... Yeah. Yeah, that looks, that looks about right. It whoa, uh, not quite right because it's talking about pubescent or adolescent boys, which is not quite the same as what they had, which was sort of a 
20-year-old and a 35-year-old. Google says and it's I a thought, relationship uh, between an older man and an ad- adolescent youth. And I thought that was meant to be like a crime, still a crime, that it's still a crime to be a pederast. I'm not sure if that's a word. So historically, like in ancient times, like young men, like adolescents were were seen as the equivalent of women. <laughs> they just weren't weren't quite full men. Um, they weren't proper people. Like women aren't ever going to be proper people. Young men weren't quite yet proper people. And so it was seen as acceptable to have a relationship with them. Um, whereas a pair of lovers of the same age, of the same gender, was a bit weird and gross, I think, for... At different periods. I don't know much about it though. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I think, I don't think, yeah, I don't know what ages they mean when they say adolescent. Yeah, so here the, the ancient Greek style, it, it describes pederasty as between an adult male and a younger male, usually in his teens. Um okay. So we're not that far, but I, I think that there was the idea was that this this comes up, yeah, you know, at various times in history, and it's yeah somehow something that that happens, and I I think it's it seems clear that there were relate there was a, a parallel between yeah some of these relationships we see in Alan Bennett plays and and that ancient idea, uh, which I I think is it is it not this idea that. Uh, that Oscar Wilde described as the love that dare not speak its name. Mm, I can't remember now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that 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 would that would clearly link this film to to the film Wilde, which had a, a similar a similar strange dynamic. Where in that film, at least, I don't know how how close to reality it was. We had Oscar Wilde as the older partner who was more experienced and was, um, you know, was at, at the beginning was the sort of stronger and, and dominant partner between the two. But then a very strange switch, uh, which resulted in, in yeah, the younger man being the, the sort of one that was controlling everything in the end, um, just as happened here with, with Joe and Kenneth, and just as happened in the History Boys, with mm. uh, Dakin and the teacher, the younger teacher, yep, who was only a little older than him, but was was obviously the yeah the one that was in charge because he was the teacher in the school rather than the student. Um, but then by the end, we see that the teacher is utterly clueless in how to to continue with this relationship, and yeah, it seemed. So Irwin, Mr. Irwin. Mr. Irwin, yeah. <sighs> what a film. <laughs> what a film. Maybe we'll pick that sometime. <laughs> I've never seen it. <sighs> so good. <laughs> that, yeah, very similar in a lot of ways. Again, with the <laughs> um the shocking lines. <laughs> um I, I shouldn't have said he was sad. I should have said he was cunt struck. <laughs> 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 Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so good. A lot of stuff about wanking as well. 
the gerund at the end. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh we'll, we'll remember that for a future one. Anyway, yes, fascinating relationship. Um, different to so the way I was describing, like, yeah, relationships in ancient times where, like, the young man was seen as the equivalent of a woman, which made it acceptable. Mm. Right. Um, they often refer, refer to Kenneth as the wife. Um, kept talking mm. about not inviting the wife to the... Oh, of course. And stuff like that. As if he's the woman in the... Yeah, they called him the first wife, didn't they? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they were talking about that as well. (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing seeing this... I mean, quite a lot of the themes going through the film were were this society that just didn't know how to handle same-sex relationships. There's just people didn't have a concept of it that that they could make something of. Um, and that was well. They did, yeah. Friend, <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. We'll have two single beds, please. Yeah. <laughs> For fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then it was interesting how all the different characters responded to that and how they dealt with it. And some people were utterly disgusted by it. Some people said, "Oh, I don't care. They can do whatever they like." And some people sort of didn't approve but kind of turned a blind eye and it was yeah some people claimed it was all exaggerated and made up because yes. their sensibilities were too delicate <laughs> yes it it doesn't happen <laughs> the manly men were too sensitive <laughs> so there's this this old story about queen victoria isn't there um which I think is entirely apocryphal, but you, it maybe tells us something about people in the past anyway, um, that there are laws, that there were, were laws in Britain against homosexuality between men, but there, at various times they they failed to pass similar laws for women. And the, the suggestion was it was because the, the Queen could, could... Nobody would even suggest to the Queen that such a thing was possible. Uh, <laughs> And that it was un- unthinkable somehow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, it sort of made, made me sad at various times throughout it because it it did make parts of Joe's life as a gay man look really quite horrible, even though he was so... He always had this cheeky grin on his face and he was was always so happy throughout it or looked like he was. Um yeah, it was. It was weird See, seeing like the, yeah, gay men as this hidden subculture, mm. um, you know, sneaking around parks and in in gents' toilets and stuff, um, and they they made it seem very unattractive. They could have directed it and filmed it in a way that made that seem like a, a bit of a lark, a bit of fun that they were all having, but they. They made it seem so unsafe and all the time. I think it was very unsafe, though, was it not? I I guess so. But then it could just be that that's the story that, yeah, that the mainstream wanted to portray, and that's that's what 
Yeah. I, that's why I understand it to have been dangerous. But yeah, it looked terrifying just exactly. walking into people's houses. And... Yeah. But, and it made me think about stuff that we've talked to, to Laura about in terms of drugs, right? Um, that a lot of the a lot of the issues with with for example drugs are are not really problems with the drugs themselves, mm. but they're problems mm. with the stigmatization around it. Now that people can, you know, generally in the UK have open gay relationships, I I think it it is a lot safer to to sort of yeah pursue that kind of relationship, and you, you can have nice sensible stable relationships now that don't involve sneaking around and hiding from the police and but because they produced these laws these forced people to go and you know just to to be themselves um to go and like do this stuff like have sex in in public loos and things with and then you can see how people would say that's a terrible thing to do in the middle of public, no less. Mm-hmm. Um, what a bad thing they're all doing when they've kind of been pushed into it. And if people were more accepting, it would just maybe, maybe that wouldn't happen. I I don't know if that that is still a thing that happens. This kind of that is still a thing that happens. It is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. I think it's that yeah. culture is still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but it's but more than I guess less choice. Or, I think that's something that people still want do yeah okay and it's something that people don't need to do in order to have any kind of relationship with a same-sex partner i guess i mean i still i suppose we are it's still quite heavily stigmatized in many ways i mean as you're saying there's been huge changes and obviously it is a lot more open and accepting but yeah i don't know yeah i suppose once that it's a i i don't know i don't know enough about it yeah i'm thinking like you wouldn't now get arrested for going out somewhere with your boyfriend and oh, yeah, admitting to people yeah. that you were, mm. were with them. And that, mm-hmm. that makes a big difference there. But yeah, mm-hmm. I guess there's always casual sex in there. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, just made me think about that. Um, and yeah, think about how, how scary that whole thing must've been. Yeah. They didn't seem particular. Well, I suppose Kenneth did. Yes. Yeah, Joe didn't seem scared at all. No. Uh, Nor did the other man, but men. Yeah. Yeah, mm. they were all all for it. Mm. <laughs> I want to know what the administrative procedure is for a package holiday that includes about <laughs> 20 gay Moroccans that meet you at the beach as soon as you arrive and hang around with you the whole time. <laughs> That, that seemed like he'd arranged that pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I just find it interesting. Uh, okay. <laughs> of course, there was only one one truly despicable, outrageous act in this film, and oh. it was the serving of sardines with rice pudding. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah. What was that about? Do people do that? Was that like a joke? I just don't know. I can kind of see it working, but one of them was having it with jam. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe it was like an old-fashioned thing where it was like a, a version of a risotto 
where oh, it was yeah. like a savoury rice pudding. But nope, not with jam. <laughs> with jam. <laughs> I guess it was just meant to be like, oh, they're unconventional and they do their own thing. Oh, who knows? It was the 80s, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I know, but that is, that is filthy. Like, <laughs> I don't agree with, I don't disagree with the concept, but I personally do hate rice pudding, so... Oh, I like rice pudding. I love rice pudding. I quite like sardines. I agree with Laura. (laughs) Don't eat a lot of sardines. What I could do is maybe some, I don't know, corn, mince with a bit of chocolate. Like a spaghetti bolognese. I don't know. People people put chocolate in uh, things, don't they? People put cocoa in in a chili. Yeah. Not sweet, though. No, that's true. Uh, I went to a friend's house years ago. Uh, we had spaghetti bolognese, a standard old-fashioned spaghetti bolognese, and they had a, a little bowl of raisins on the table to sprinkle on, like parmesan or something. Uh, and it re- worked really well. It was sort of really nice lift to the quite meaty dish. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe. <laughs> so other other features of the film. What what did you what did you like about the film, Fernando? It was funny. Um... Yep that it was kind of a mystery and I that perhaps I was not understanding what was happening exactly at all points, but it was yep. still enjoyable right. um, that it portrayed um, an aspect of the British society. Um, I guess that was that, that was a reality a few years ago. Yeah. And, as always, I'm interested in learning more about how the world, I guess, works and has worked in the past. Yeah, um, yeah I guess all those things. Yeah, okay. Hmm. I tell you, I watched some of it with my eyes closed. <laughs> yeah? Um, <laughs> it was very dark You just really times. hung over? Or... No, it was just, it was really dark and I had trouble seeing it. I thought, I'm just going to close my eyes and listen. And I tell you what, it would make a fantastic radio drama. Oh, okay. <laughs> I recommend giving that a go. <laughs> Interesting. Was it originally a play? Do we think? Oh, I don't know. It re- I think it most did of Alan Bennett's like stuff play. is. Yeah. Because uh, plays tend to work, but because you can do less visually on stage than you can mm. in a film, they, they tend to, to play better. Oh, I wonder. Uh, it? Just in audio. It doesn't look like it. No, okay. Mm. Because I'm just thinking everything else I've heard of that Alan Bennett's done was a play. Uh, oh, anyway. Sounds I good. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll download it, rip the audio file out and just stick that on my MP3 player. <laughs> the, the, the Queen appears in the film. <laughs> yes. Oh, how good was that? See, the coronation together yeah. with them having sex. That. <laughs> Just a beautiful <laughs> contrast between that and it could almost be said to be symbolism. Oh, <laughs> oh, I do. It's have. time. Yes, yes. Bring out the it. ceremonial flute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very nice. nice. So they sort of gave it to us, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Joe said. <laughs> New new age is dawning or something, and then they had a chuckle about it. Um, but also good that because I I think the the coronation ceremony 
it's like the most ancient and traditional thing that happens, like with all the dukes walking around and anointing with holy oil and stuff like it. it goes back to uh, Alfred the Great's coronation, a lot of the stuff in it. So it was the, the oldest thing that they could possibly have come up with that was happening in Not 1953. Um, sorry? Not Christmas. Surely Christmas is older <laughs> than the coronation. Well, that's true, but it's... Christmas is very commercialized now, Fernando. It's really lost the meaning of what it used to be. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be better if they were having sex in a Christingle service. Um, <laughs> but the coronation wasn't bad. Crowned? Yeah, I quite liked it. Sorry? Crowned. Crowns. Like the crown. She was being crowned. Crowned. He was being crowned. Was he being he, crowned? He was being inducted. Yeah. Anointed. Anointed. Yeah, it was like his coronation, wasn't it? Was it was like his coronation. And also the crown is, I suppose, the penis tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they were going for. <laughs> and the queen was anointed with oil. And he was anointed with... No, I can't think of anything. <laughs> That's where it runs out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there's literally nothing I can think of. <laughs> yeah, good good contrast anyway. Good. So, any other symbolism we can think of? Oh, I'm sure there are loads, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like Claire said, it was pretty straight a lot of the time. What do you think? They were so um, choppy. We were always chopping back and forth. There must have been loads of... Yeah, but it was... It was hmm. character-focused, wasn't it? Yeah, true. We'd see things about the character. There wasn't a lot of visual stuff going on. So much of the film was just people talking in a flat. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Is there something in... He's a playwright. What is it you can say about playwrights? He's sort of thinking up things for other people to do. Nah, I'm not sure. <laughs> what about... The books in the flat being a symbol for everything that Joe took from Kenneth. Once he'd learned done all the book learning, he'd he'd lost his his use for Kenneth, and sort of left him to wallow. Mm. I don't think that actually. Oh, works. okay. So, something about that. I don't know. Yeah, and they were taking the books from the library and giving them back ruined, weren't they? Mm. Um, was was Joe doing the same thing with Kenneth? Yeah, just taking Ultimately. Yeah. He even robbed him of his hair. He did. <laughs> oh, bless him with I his wig. I liked his wig, yeah. <laughs> that was nice. And I loved that he did. It was little things like that made me think that he, he kind of did love Kenneth. Um, mm. setting up this whole scenario where Kenneth would get picked up by the guy um, and paying the guy to go and to go and sleep with him mm-hmm. um, so that he would think that his hair looked good. Uh, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Again, one of the best lines in the film. It's like, is he bald? No, he wears a wig. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so <laughs> I think that at the end he was pretty cruel to mm. to Kenneth. He was really mean. 
I thought yeah, that so. That was when he was Joe. Mm. Oh, yeah. was John nice to John Kenneth, but nice. Joe wasn't? Joe was awful. I think they quite okay. explicitly said that. He was like, John's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Joe now. Joe's a prick. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Kenneth wasn't prick great in the many ways. Sorry? Prick up your rear. <laughs> Is that what it's meant oh. to be? I was wondering what the name was. The name <laughs> Is doesn't that make really any what sense. they're going for? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> that, would, that would do it. Whew. <laughs> 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 So is this is this what happened then? So Kenneth was in love with Joel. Wait, was this a gay film? <laughs> <laughs> but then he lost Joel, didn't he? Because he was subsumed by John, who was a horrible person. Mm-hmm. But he clung on to this being that was once Joel. You mean John? John, yeah, <laughs> could have picked a different like yeah. of all you know. Got, you've got the whole world of names to choose from. So yeah, Kenneth is in love with John, but then essentially, John is lost to the world um, mm. and replaced by this prick who's called Joel. And Kenneth is trying to re-establish his relationship with John, with this person who is no longer John. Um, so is, is, are we seeing grief is, is his descent into anxiety and whatever other mental health issues he had going on is that all triggered by grief oh that's he... really good if it is it's like an actual mm. loss and mourning mm. tempered by lingering spectres of the person that he loves mm. Wow. Yeah, it's even worse because mm. the body's still there, but the the person's gone. Much like what happened with the Beatles. Well, we'll not elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, and that's why it was Paul that came in the car to pick him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Perfect. Oh, that bit was sad. Mm. Got the flats already. Mm. Yeah. Oh. oh, Kenneth, you're going to have such amazing stories about the time someone else <laughs> met Paul. Oh. <laughs> oh, and he wanted to go to the awards ceremony. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Can't take your wife with you to these things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we think about the the other characters then? Um, what was the name of the the sort of interviewee, the second wife? The second wife. Oh, the, I can't remember, but she was the, good. the woman who did go to the ceremony with with him. Oh, his like publisher. Yeah, who pretended to lose the diaries afterwards and Peggy. all that. Peggy, that was mm. it. Um, she was great. Mm. Mm. So sort of matter of fact, again, a bit like um, a bit like the female teacher in the History Boys. Yeah. Just yeah, a little bit cynical, but with a with a smile. 
Yeah. Oh, what's her name? Yeah, it's Frances de la Tour that plays her, isn't it? Mm, yes. That's great. Um, we She's saw very her... elegant and aloof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, very sophisticated. Mm. We, we had an old friend from Southland Tales make an appearance. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm always excited to see Wallace Shawn. I never know what he's going to pop up in. <laughs> That's my third film with him. What else? What other one? Oh, The Princess Bride. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, his his greatest role. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, he was good. Is he's... that one Clueless? Has anyone seen Clueless? No, oh, I haven't. Yeah. Oh. Mm. It's good. I enjoy it. Is he the exact same in that yeah. as well? Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's how, cool. how bad for his wife did you feel, though? Just like, oh, yeah, we're writing this together. And then she proceeded to continue ignoring Anthea. Like, just the the second wife just didn't engage with her at all at any point. Mm. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah, for her. Not uh, good. <laughs> didn't she look like Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> Uh, someone looked like Mrs. Doubtfire. I think that was John's wife. Oh no, but no, it wasn't. No, it, wasn't. No, it was someone else. Oh, was it her it mother? A, yeah, it was her mother. Yeah, <laughs> who oh. could read shorthand? Oh yeah. <laughs> Woke up late. Did not go to school. Told Mum I felt sick. When she had gone to work, I listened to Housewife's Choice. Then went into Mum's bedroom and arranged the dressing table mirrors and. Had a lovely, long, slow wink. Wink? You sure that's an eye? No, dear, I'm not sure at all. (sighs) Wink. (laughs) (laughs) Had a long wink. (laughs) I'm sure that's an eye. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. (laughs) (laughs) I I think Robin Williams on the topic of... um... Oh, wait, no, I've forgotten. I don't, know, I don't know where that thought came from. I think Robert Williams would have been good in this. Oh, who would he have been? Hmm. Um, Kenneth. <laughs> I can't see it. Can you not? I can. I've I've never seen him play a role badly. But... <laughs> or or um, Joe. He kind of plays Joe in the Birdcage, but a much nicer Joe. Oh, which I haven't seen. <gasps> <laughs> Interesting. Robin Williams doesn't doesn't play a lot of baddies, does he? Doesn't play a lot of mean people. No, maybe one hour photo. He's oh a bit of yeah, a that. yeah. Okay. I've not seen that in years. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't think I liked it. Yeah. Well, we won't watch that then. <laughs> well, don't let me put you off. <laughs> I never never take your feelings into consideration with my picks. So. <laughs> Quite right. <laughs> but yeah, well, it was perfectly cast, to be honest, so I wouldn't yeah. make any changes. And so- I couldn't believe it. Sorry, I, you're maybe going to say the same thing, Claire, but um, when, when Claire said, like, nearly to... I, like, looked down at my notes for a second and looked back up and I think you'd seen his bum... Just um, as he's getting into bed at the just, end. Yeah. And you said, oh, you missed uh, Sirius Black's bum. I was like, 
Oh, he's <laughs> serious. But I remember this happening with, he's called Gary Oldman, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember this happening with him before, because I think he's in the Batman films. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. But in that and in Harry Potter and in this, as far as I could tell, just completely different guy, um, which he's I guess means he's a man. great actor. Yeah. He's, he's not, and I guess they're quite different time periods or something, I don't know. But he, yeah, I just, I wouldn't have recognised him in a million years. He's a chameleon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Played Churchill quite recently, I think. I've not seen him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I saw the first 10 minutes of it and turned it off because I thought it was rubbish. <laughs> but yeah, again, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have recognised him. Um, he's American, right? No, I don't. Oh, wait, maybe. I have no idea. I would just always assumed so. he was British, but maybe not. Yeah, yeah um, I think he's English. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's had some abuse allegations against him. Oh, oh no. Really? Yeah. Apparently in the nice. 60s, he was in this abusive relationship with a man he lived with in Islington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised to have seen him in recent things because I thought he died. <laughs> uh, well, um, other actors we liked. Um, Always we, love we Alfred did- Molina. Do you recognise Alfred Molina? Kenneth? Uh, no, I didn't. What? Um, <laughs> you didn't recognise Doc Ock? I, Doc Ock. Is he a Superman? From Spider-Man. Spider-Man from 2. Spider-Man. The villain. From Spider-Man 2. Oh, okay, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Spider-Man 2 once, and I have to say oh. it didn't make a big impression <laughs> on me. Fair. It's absolutely shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the first one like a hundred times. Hmm. I was just the right age for that. He's also in Raiders of the Lost Ark in the is he? the very begin. Is it the beginning? Yeah, he kind of betrays Indy, and I think he dies oh. immediately. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that. Oh, throw me the idol! Yes, you throw me the idol. I'll throw you the rope. <laughs> Bad luck, Doctor Jones. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh, cool! Mm. I didn't know that was him. Yeah. Yep, he's had a great career. He's been in loads of stuff. Yeah, he's in the Da Vinci Code. I think really? that's all I've seen him in. Yeah, I've is seen he a him villain? In Chocolat. Oh yeah, he's in Chocolat as well. Mm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he's the he's the priest yes, in Chocolat. Yeah. No, the mayor, um, who's like more of a priest than the priest. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, and um, it ends with him like crying and gorging on chocolates <laughs> yes. in the shop window. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel <laughs> I really felt. Some uh, connection with him during that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, great stuff. Mm. <laughs> oh, all the all the actors. Sorry, Claire. so you say the casting was perfect, Laura. <laughs> so I counterpoint. Counterpoint. I looked on the Wikipedia page, mm. and originally. <gasps> Ian McKellen <gasps> was going to play Kenneth. Oh. I mean, you can't top Ian McKellen. Wow. Maybe you can. Originally, instead of Vanessa Redgrave as Peggy, it was going to be Maggie Smith. Oh. <laughs> Man. That would have worked. But she did not want to perturb her sons by starring in a film that featured homosexual oh, promiscuity and murder. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Maggie. Wow. <laughs> 80s, eh? Different uh, time. Yeah. 
Has she appeared in any any films that included homosexuality or murder since? Apart from Harry, Harry Potter. Potter, yeah. Uh, no. Harry Potter. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that one about? Um, oh, was it called? It was the thing with Michael Palin that we watched on our honeymoon. That had Maggie Smith. And oh, I think yeah. was probably older than this. Mm. <laughs> that was a film about a... <laughs> oh, she's got a leg to stand on. Um, <laughs> so I guess there was no homosexuality, but yeah, a film and, about... And this homosexual promiscuity she had as it was. Okay, because there was a lot of heterosexual promiscuity <laughs> in, mm. in the missionary. <laughs> oh, so there was in The Prime of Miss Jean Brodie. Oh, which I've still not seen. <laughs> Gosh, she's just a bigot. <laughs> wow maybe she's come along she's changed with the time surely surely, surely. yeah you see that that touch of wisdom in her eyes mm. <laughs> <laughs> well what a cast we had um <laughs> we had mrs weasley didn't we what's her name julie walters julie walters she was she had a minor part didn't she she was Joe's mom. Yes, that was it. <laughs> and did that quite well. Mm. Probably played a role like 30 or 40 years older than she was, right? She wouldn't have been an old, oh, that an old lady at that point. Oh, yeah, that was what? Mad 80s? She's done that before. Do you remember the waitress sketch? No. The, the Victoria Wood, which she plays an old, old, old waitress. Oh. I don't remember that. Oh my god, it's so funny. I have said it along. It's the funniest. And that was a long time ago, wasn't it? That was in the 80s. Yeah, so she she was pretty young then. Oh, she does have quite a sort of old woman's face. When was she in Educating Rita (laughs) playing a 25 year old? Yeah, that was around the same time, right? Mid 80s. I think so. (laughs) Ah, she's good, Julie Walters. Yeah. (laughs) I, I feel like films like this get, I think, like by being artistic and being by being about the world of theatre and stuff, they attract a lot of actors who probably wouldn't do it, do a similar thing for the same amount of money, except that it's some like uh, it's BBC Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you see them doing Shakespeare in like tiny theatres. Um, making almost nothing because they want to boost their credentials with something worthy. <laughs> not Wee Geordie, that's not what he would do, whatever his name is. Who's Wee Geordie? From um, Whiskey Galore. <laughs> oh, I'm yes. not one of these actors you'll find in a dive uh, bar. <laughs> oh yes, Gordon Jackson. That's his name. Uh, that, do you know, it really changed my life, that interview. <laughs> really made me view, my, view everything differently. You, you, you remember... Uh, what was he? What was his name in Whiskey Galore? Um, the we, guy who's Georgie, is it? We, oh, Georgie. George, yeah, yeah, George. <laughs> we uh, George. I I saw him doing like a TV interview in the seventies, where they were asking him about um, about his love of acting, and he said, "I don't have a love of acting." And I said, "What? Well, but I mean, you're an actor." And he said, "Yes, but it's a job. It's like any job. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's it's even a good job." But <laughs> he said, "But you won't find me." 
doing it in some pokey little theatre on the weekend for the sake of art. <laughs> and I expect I'll retire as soon as I can afford to. <laughs> and maybe think like, yeah, you can have a successful career in something without it being your whole life. Mm. And that's how I feel about my career as well. I think I have a good job, but it's I'm not yeah. gonna be I'm not gonna be doing this for the rest of my life on the weekends and stuff. Mm. Side tangent over. <laughs> I think I've got through all my notes on this. Yeah, I didn't really take any notes because I, I was too busy it. enjoying it. Mm. <laughs> like, it was just very engaging. I was too busy yeah. uh, watching it with my eyes closed. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've tried to take notes, but uh, it's just lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought six, six months in prison seemed like a lot for writing a dirty yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, what exactly were they convicted of? I thought there was some, yeah, was it some connection to homosexuality? That's what it felt like to me, like it was a, just a trumped up charge. Mm. Oh, yeah, and maybe that's the reason they did it, but they weren't actually convicted for that. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, the librarian was a, <laughs> <laughs> again, quite a funny villain. Mm. Who again was just like the headmaster in the history boys. Yeah. God, get some new characters, Alan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it seems like this was the this was like the the first draft. <laughs> uh, nice to see Richard Wilson making an appearance as well as a psychiatrist. I don't know who that is. Okay. No, I didn't recognise him. The I don't believe it guy. Oh from one foot in the <laughs> Yeah. Bed. From Father Ted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Also in Merlin. <laughs> sure. Plays Gaius. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> good film. Overall, good film. Well chosen. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That was completely random, but I'm glad we all enjoyed it. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> I, I knew this was going to be a good one when I looked it up on Just Watch and the only oh, option you? was watching it on BFI Player. I was like, well, that, oh, oh, this is going to be a, this is very film club, <laughs> BFI Player. I that watched it on YouTube. Okay. I saw it on YouTube. Well, I think I, I saw that it was on YouTube, but then oh. I was like, wait, is this the actual film? And decided oh. to watch it on Amazon instead. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't uh, find it, or I didn't see it on Amazon. It's eight pounds on Amazon. Yeah, Jesus. it's it's seven something. Yeah, okay. Mm. Maybe ah, I didn't it. watch the right film. Oh, maybe <laughs> not. Just a, this is all just a big coincidence. They were then flying off in the car while uh, <laughs> there was a fairground. Some of oh yeah, and the dog died. We go together. We go together yeah. like grandma, love, love. Yeah, yeah. No, that was the right film. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. good. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? None from me. Nope. I think I've said everything. Yeah. Great stuff. Thanks Amanda. for picking it. Um, I just would like to say once again that I really enjoyed this film. Great. Excellent. Lovely. Don't all, don't often get a all of us like it, do we? Hmm. That's true. No, in fact, I think this is the first film that we all like. <laughs> yes. 
first ever. Mm. <laughs> In fact, I no longer like it. It's <laughs> <laughs> too mainstream. Feels wrong, yeah. <laughs> Will said he likes it best when we argue, so we should probably have a bit of an argument. No, we okay. shouldn't. I'll pick Zulu yeah, next week. You would say that. <laughs> Zulu. I'll pretend I don't hate it. <laughs> oh, should I play the music? Yeah. Mm. Lovely. Three, two, one. Shit. What do you say, Fernando? Scissors. Okay, so we've knocked Laura out. Shall Mm. we, uh, the two of us go again? Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Rock. Rock. Three, two, one. Paper. Paper. Wow, how intense. (laughs) This is just being too intense. I can no longer play. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Fernando. No, it's fine. Just try and lose this time. (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, one. Paper. Rock. Wow. I thought I was sure you'd go scissors. This was epic. (laughs) I thought it was foolproof. This was epic. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a film for us? I do have a film. Um, It is Heartbeats, uh, 2010. Heartbeats. Ooh. 